0: How's it going, everybody? Jeff Johnson from the Gazette here with my cohorts, K.J. Pilcher and Jeff Linder. I didn't forget your name, Jeff. I really didn't. I was distracted by Hercules in the background. Hi, Hercules. Oh, wait a minute. That's just a picture. Okay, I got oh, you. Oh, oh. <laughs> He's going to be our, he might be our guest host next week here. Uh hey, there of, you go. Of the uh, <laughs> prep huddle. Prep Football com, podcast. Uh, we're here to talk, obviously, about prep football. We're, uh, geez, Jeff, what did you just point out? We're a half. this week will be halfway point for the smaller classes, right? Halfway for 2A and down. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, I saw on Twitter yesterday that Kirkwood's men's basketball team had its photo day yesterday. So apparently that's right around the corner, even though we're only halfway through september but uh you know let's let's dive right in guys we've got uh you know last week was uh an interesting week and we've got uh five new number one teams um in our poll uh our gazette poll uh it's it was kind of a a topsy-turvy week i mean where do you want to start how about uh you know maybe 5a where we had the number one team go down um in, uh, in Ankeny, getting beat by West Des Moines Dowling. Uh, uh, not really a big surprise, guys, just because, I mean, Dowling's Dowling, and, you know, you can maybe kind of cast a net around uh, around some of those teams over in Central Iowa. Yeah, I don't think you could ever say
1: Dowling's a surprising winner <laughs> in, in any uh, one thing is actually we have three new number ones uh this week I think uh the, the thing we've got we've got five different number ones in in class one a we've got uh, six balloters and we've got five different number ones okay there you go
0: um you know what one a is that mean one a is maybe the the uh um uh, the most balanced class uh you know what do you what do you guys think about that you know you got what Beckman you got uh West Branch, uh, you know, up and up and down the line, Central lion, George Little Rock with a impressive win last week over West Sioux. Uh I mean it just it, it kind of goes on and on. And uh I mean, is that just Van Meter? Is that just a sign that, you know, 1A is is the most balanced class or or what?
2: KJ. I I think that's a reasonable assumption. Um the one thing I think, too, is I think this is a product of just kind of the, just kind of the the district setup to where, since these games really don't hurt you when it comes to, you know, the postseason eligibility and stuff like that, um, you can go out and you can schedule different teams, you know, uh, you can Schedule teams from different classes, so these guys aren't really crossing paths. Um, you know, you, you see just different results um, because whether they win or lose, it doesn't hurt them. You know, Van Meter, you know, five, six years ago, they're probably not playing Williamsburg uh, at this point of the season. And it's to say they're not undefeated right now in that old old system, right? But they can go out and play at Williamsburg and get tested, take a take a loss and not really affect them, you know, too bad down the road, right? Um you know, so you've got teams with kind of this balance of of a resume um all the way across. And you know, that's why it might seem you have you have the various teams, you know, like a Beckman, it's kind of hard to gauge. And, uh, you know, for the first few weeks.
1: Well, just kind of looking through our, our ballots, uh, Beckman had two number one votes. Uh, Pell Christian had one, Underwood had one, Van Meter had one, West Branch had one. And, uh, you know, that, that doesn't include West Sioux, who still might be the best team in the class, you know, despite getting uh, thumped pretty good by central lion, George Little Rock, which boy, you know, And that's, that's a really, really good
0: 2A team. Yeah, guys. I mean, uh, we're looking at Iowa city, Regina too, being on the outside outside of the rankings right now. Uh, So maybe that, I mean, there you go. Dyke New Hartford's eighth, (laughs) you know, Dyke New Hartford's a terrific team. Um, I mean, you just go up and down Pella Christian as, as Jeff mentioned and uh, you know, Appleton Parkersburg's got a really good team and, who else do we have? Rank Carol Kemper's really had a nice start to the season, and you know Durant and Wilton over there uh, in, uh, on the other side of the Quad Cities between Cedar Rapids and Quad Cities, both are three and zero. Oh. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and then there's
1: some really good money football around here. You talk about Durant, Wilton. I mean, they're in that same district. So you got Durant, you got Wilton, you got Regina, West Branch, and Minneapolis. Those are the five, the six teams in that district. And then you go up north, and you got. Jack cascade mfl and columbus and somebody else that's really good in that district i think it's summer Fred. so you know th- those two nearby 1a districts are just really really strong and you know maybe we'll, we'll
2: maybe we'll start getting a, a maybe a clearer picture um you know uh this week kind of mentioned uh i think you mentioned mepo you know uh, i think regina and Minneapolis play each other this week so um you know maybe maybe this is the week we'll start separating some of these teams
0: i don't i don't know it's the fact that there's another class uh you know we've got five classes of eight or of 11 player football does that have anything to do with with parity i mean there's i don't know maybe i'm wrong on that i mean there's just not there's not a whole lot of enrollment that separates a lot of these schools right
1: yeah. Yeah, you know, when there's only 36 to, to 48 schools in each class, um, sometimes there's not a whole lot to pick from. And, uh, um, you know, but, but I, I do think that uh, most of these classes at, at the very top, you know, there's a lot of strength there.
0: KJ, as, uh, as I scroll through here to um, through the 2A rankings, we've got uh, Central Lion, and uh Bold Arthur, Battle Creek out of Grove, just kind of flip flop one, two this week. Williamsburg, right there, a strong three. You mm-hmm. saw the Raiders last week uh, com- run the gauntlet uh, successfully, you know, mm-hmm. with a huge win last week over Soul, And I know we've talked a lot about Williamsburg here the first three weeks, but justifiably so, man. I mean, when you look at that schedule and, uh, you know, beating up Regina and going to Van Meter and ending their regular season win streak and now you know, beating a solen team that, you know, came in uh, a little wounded from a loss the previous week. I You just can't say enough about uh, uh, about the job that, that Kurt Ritchie's done and, and his boys. And right now, now it lightens up a little bit, right, to get into actual district play. Ha-ha. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: and that's where they've usually uh, really hit another gear, um, head and shoulders above most of the teams that they faced in, in district play. But um, I was – so impressed uh, with Williamsburg, especially defensively, watching them really contain Blake Timmons, who's an outstanding player at Solon, uh, really kind of limit uh, what he was able to do. Uh, they, they did give up a couple long touchdown runs to Brett White, uh, who broke some tackles at the line of scrimmage and then was gone um, after that. But, uh, you know, he's a tough guy to bring down anyway. But uh, what, what I think was really telling or indicative of Williamsburg was the first quarter and what they were able to do, especially defensively. Uh, three and out to start uh, the game for Solon. Williamsburg fumbles the punt. Uh, Solon takes over deep in Williamsburg territory turnover on downs. So they hold two plays later, deep in their own territory. Someone gets a interception, takes over maybe the 12 or some 12 or 22 uh, of Williamsburg. I think they get a field goal. Uh, they have good field position again, get turned away. And uh, I think they started at the 46 and got another field goal. So out of those first like four or five possessions, uh, three of them starting deep in Williamsburg territory, the other scoring drive started at the 46. They A team like Solon, who I had at number two to start the year, um, only came away with six points out of the deal, two 30-plus yard field goals. I mean, that that says a lot about a team. And then – once they kind of got some things clicking offensively, um, you know, they were able to take uh, control. Carson Houdipole, uh making the the transition to quarterback, um, you know, runs the ball really well. Had his hands, I think, in five touchdowns, whether it was rushing or throwing the ball. Um, He hasn't played that position since junior high. It was just one of the ways they thought uh, they could be better offensively. So he's still learning as he goes, and that can be scary for opponents. And uh, any production they get offensively uh, to support that defense, it's going to make them a tough out for anybody down the line.
0: Looking at the rest uh, at our poll again here, um, we've got Southeast Polk, your new number one in in, in 5A uh, with Dowling number two in Pleasant Valley right there at at three Ankeny and Cedar Rapids Kennedy uh, round out the top five. Um, You know, any, anything strike you? I mean, are we getting any sort of a sense guys that maybe now uh, there are some teams over on this side of the state that can compete, uh, you know, with the, with the big dogs in the Des Moines suburbs. Are are we getting any more clear of a picture, whether that can happen this year, do you think, or, or not yet? I'd say not until it happens.
1: Um, I think Pleasant Valley is kind of our cash cow over here in Eastern Iowa. As far as if somebody's going to do it, it, it might be Pleasant Valley. But uh, I'm still at the point where it it's me first.
2: I say no. Okay. And I mean, and this is coming from somebody that's got Pleasant Valley number one. And just for for people that are viewing. Um, you know, and I know we've got six voters and all six of us probably come to the table with different ways that they they kind of do things. You know, one I kinda I kinda get a set sense of teams the first couple weeks and then it just kind of depends on you know, teams kind of holding their spot and if you lose and a team behind you wins, I you know that team moves up, you move down. That's kind of how Pleasant Valley is snuck into the top spot in my poll, even though if I were to bet Pleasant Valley against an Ankeny or against the Dowling, I'm probably going with, you know, Ankeny, Southeast Polk, or, or Dowling coming away with a win. Um, but I still think it's the same, same old, same old. I think you've got, uh, you know, four teams in the central part of the state that – Will run rough shot over the rest, and you know, um, depending on how things work out with postseason paths, um, you might get an Eastern team to the dome. But boy, and like Linda said, until they actually do it, I don't, I don't see them, anybody on the side of the state coming away with a victory that means something against those top teams. But we'll I find out had. with City High. We'll find out with City High at
0: Dowling. Yeah. yeah. Dowling will be be <laughs> uh interesting uh thing I, I came across. City High is in the process of fundraising for a multi-million dollar, I think it's it's officially called like a sports performance center on campus there. And that's something that uh you know your your suburban Des Moines schools already have um i mean is this the trend is this what's got to happen uh you know over on this side of the state something that you know maybe city high has realized and is is going to you know uh raise money for to build uh through that i mean is that something that's got to happen uh over here for eastern iowa maybe to to be able to compete on a state level i mean is it kind of you know, college facilities type of thing, uh, Iowa high school level?
2: You know, I mean, you've seen what they have to work with. I mean, we've seen the facilities that the company, the opening of Waukee Northwest. Uh, I remember the rehaul of Urbandale's uh, weight room. I mean, when you have that type of, uh, when you have those resources available, is it can you win without it? Yeah, you could if you had the right people, you know. Um Xavier does a heck of a lot of winning, and to be honest, the facilities, the weightlifting facilities at Xavier are not uh rudimentary. Are spectacular.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah.
2: Um, but then again, you probably have people that go outside of the building for you know, uh, performance training and stuff like that. So they do have resources to to be able to do stuff like that. um, If the school doesn't have it. Public schools, uh, you know, they might need to be able to offer something like that, um, you know, on their campus. I mean, it might might not be a necessity, but it's definitely an enhancement that is gonna take you uh, a lot further. And I mean, you, you see, I mean, it just, there's a huge difference uh, when you have those those type of facilities and that stuff at your fingertips to be able to use for agility, for strength, you know, uh, just for overall fitness and coordination. I mean, it's it's amazing just the different things it can build. and And that's just the physical things, not to mention the the mental things, you know, like confidence and stuff like that, that it can help uh, produce. And I think you have that, you know, you have that opportunity in those central Iowa teams and programs and schools. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why there's such an imbalance in in power at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how this works going forward. I think, the Cedar Rapids public schools uh you know that they have a bond issue um that people people are going to be able to vote on and i think that um part of that is enhancement of of those type of facilities at the three high schools here in town i know prairie's got a new weight uh you know strength facility at its school um you know things like that but kj that's a great point you know xavier's uh, still got that little tiny weight weightlifting uh uh, room there, right off, right off the gym. That's small, you know. Uh, or the original ones as small. as probably any CLC. So uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you know, the, it is interesting.
2: But then again, uh, just from personal experience, I know there are a lot of athletes at Xavier that go elsewhere okay. for a lot of that stuff. Okay, uh, you know, so the school itself doesn't have it, but. It's still accessible, if that makes sense, you know, for them. So they're even though maybe I'm being a little disingenuous by saying, well, you know, they they've got a smaller weight room, you know, stuff like that. However, they still have athletes that have uh, access to it.
0: Sure, sure. Um,
2: just off off grounds, and you you know, you look at the facilities that Regina uh, has. I don't know yeah. if you. I don't know if you've seen their addition, maybe about five five years old now or, or so, um, where they've got weight room. They've got an indoor practice facility for multiple sports, football, uh, baseball, softball, soccer. Uh, the second level is the weight room and a pretty state-of-the-art one for a small school. Um, and training training rooms and you know classrooms for, you know breaking down film and stuff like that and you know it's it's definitely uh, an aid for for sports and it's not just football it's uh, it's across the board.
0: Let's run into our uh, KJ throws together a four down segment uh, that. Maybe you saw in the paper today, hopefully you saw in the paper today, uh, you know, we, we take, it's literally four downs. We'll uh, ask a question uh, and then give our answers, our particular answers to it. Uh, first down this week was who had the bigger win last week? Uh, was it Marion over over Benton Community or Western Dubuque over Iowa City Liberty? Uh, both were surprising, uh, I think. But uh, guys, what, what you, how would you answer that question? Two great
1: wins. Personally, I, I went with Marion because I, I thought it was the more surprising win. I didn't see that coming. I thought Benton Community was ro- rolling pretty well, and um, uh, Marion was kind of backsliding a little bit. I saw that uh, they put Alex Moda in the backfield, and uh, maybe maybe that's the uh, maybe that's the magic pill uh, for Marion, and we'll uh, see how that. Uh, how that goes playing forward—that's the one I said. Uh, both of them surprised me. Uh, you know, Western Dubuque's recent history—they've been pretty—they've been off awfully successful. So um, uh, that that didn't quite shock me quite as much. But Marion over Benton really, really opened my eyes. You know, two big wins, right?
2: Uh, the one. I I thought Marion's was bigger for a few different reasons. One, they weren't necessarily real competitive in their first two games against Clear Creek and in Washington. Uh, I think they scored three times as many points in their game against Benton as they did the first two weeks combined. I think it was 38 compared to 13 um, previously. Benton had had steamrolled their first two opponents. Grinnell, like 35-0, beat CPU by 30 points uh, in week two. So that was the one, you know, Marion had lost uh I want to say nine or nine straight games or something like that. They've gone almost a whole year without a win. Um that was a big win for them. Uh second year coach, uh you know, Michael Joyner, you know, uh you need these successes, right? To to kind of prove to the guys, hey, what we're doing is working. Keep keep putting in the effort. Because it's going to pay off. So I think that's where it was, where Marion's win was bigger. Um, with Western Dubuque, they're 0 and 2. But, you know, the thing is, their two losses were to Xavier and North Scott, who play each other this week, and two really top five teams in class 4A and two, you know, perennial powers. So uh, that 0 2 start was a little bit of a misnomer, but. I think a lot of us were really high on Liberty um, after their first two weeks, especially the win over city high. So seeing them come away with a win, or, you know, you kind of were thinking, okay, you know, they'll go up to Western Dubuque and get a win, but you know, Western Dubuque, uh, I guess when you have a Harris, anything (laughs) is possible. Um, You know, outside of curing cancer right now, I think they've done just about anything and everything you could. Um, you know, so Brett Harris getting his first start and throwing the, the Hail Mary on four, fourth and six, going out of bounds and launching it and finding uh, uh, Davion Gaston um, in the end zone. Um, big win for them as well, but not quite the shocker or as big uh, of a catapult as Marion's could be.
0: Yeah, freshman quarterbacking at that level, huh? You know, stepping right in. Who's, who's already
2: a state who's already been part of a state yeah. championship team, right? Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> an eighth grader in baseball. He's,
2: he's hoisted a state championship trophy before even uh, taking a class. That wasn't right. be because a high schooler,
0: you know, take that Calvin. you got nothing, man, compared yeah. to your little brother. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> our next question, which defense has been the most impressive through week three? Um, guys that i went with al Burnett just because um the, the pirates haven't been a real high scoring team offensively to this point uh they've won games scoring 16 points in a game and 14 in another game uh giving up about four points a game i believe uh so that was who i went with what defense has been most impressive to you guys through week three I just threw out that uh, trio
1: of Albarnet, Northland, East Buck. Uh, whenever two of those three teams get together, and and plays East Buchanan this week, uh, I think you're uh, uh, I think you're always smart to bet on the under, no matter what that would be. <laughs> you know, we we, we uh, we've talked quite a bit about Williamsburg. KJ talked about them earlier. I've seen them earlier. Uh, they're they're terrific defensively. So I, I that's that's kind of the uh, the direction I would go. Yeah, you know, Williamsburg
2: is one of those teams that they're always going to be close to the top of the list here uh, this season when you talk about that. The one I picked was Pleasant Valley. Um, you know, so far through three games, three 5A games, um, they've only given up like four or five point. I think 4.3 points a game. Um, they really handled uh, Prairie. I think Prairie's touchdown came in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, uh they even though Limar took them to overtime, they only gave up one score there. They had a shutout in in week two. Um, you know, I think they, they've only given up uh, a couple hundred yards. They shut out Hempsteads. That that was the other one. Um, so they've been impressive. Uh, you mentioned alburnett and, and East Buck, obviously, they're right there. alburnett's uh, I'm not even sure if Albert has had two shutouts in a row, um, before this year, they've done that the last two weeks. And I've got, I went through varsity bound all the way back to 2008 or whenever they're available and can't find uh, back-to-back shutouts for Albert during that time. And the only time I saw them with two shutouts in a season 2017 and 2010. So, uh, this is a much approved um uh, defense, but one honorable mention vote Baxter. Uh Baxter's 3-0. <laughs> They've only given up uh they're only given up 5.3 points per game in eight player. Uh that's pretty exceptional.
0: Yeah. Uh Nathan Foyd, our Nathan Foyd, Nathan Ford, our cohort, uh also weighs in with, with us each week. And he he mentioned how Williamsburg's got nine takeaways through three games already. And against three really good teams. Right. And then he mentioned uh, Humboldt and Red Oak. Neither one have given up a point so far this season. So uh, there's some, still some good defense being played out there in, in an offensive era, even at the yeah. high school level here. So, all right. What are you going back uh, away from defense back to offense? What matchups likely to produce the most points this week? What do you got, boys?
2: Uh, the first one that comes to mind for me is uh, city high Dowling. Um, you know, right now, I, I think both teams are two and one, right. Um, but uh, just kind of looking at uh, what they give up and what they score uh, city high is number one in class five, a when it comes to points per game um, well over 30 points per game there for the little Hawks. Uh, Dowling's not too far behind there. And the thing that really kind of stands out is I think Dowling gives up an average of 28 per game. Uh, and actually the, the number is seven, city high gives up fit, or scores 50.3 yards a game, uh, 55 on um, Ames last week. They give up almost 20 points a game. Um, Dowling is at uh, 28.74 and 22.3 against. So I think that has the makings of a pretty uh, pretty high-scoring game. Not to mention, remember last year, even though that was only 17-14 or, or something like that, um, I think both of these teams are going to be out for, uh, for blood given what happened last year at City High.
1: The first thing I did, the first thing I did is I looked to see who BGM was playing because they score a ton and they give up a <laughs> ton. Uh, they're playing Woodward Academy, so they'll score a ton and not give up much. So I, I just went, I, honch. I just went Liberty and, and Clear Creek. Um, I think, you know, I saw that Liberty had that thirty-six thirty game last week, and uh, you know, Clear Creek's got some some playmakers, so I think uh, that might be a game that uh, you know there might be might be 60 points scored in that.
0: Of course I cheated and went eight player when I probably shouldn't have, but uh you know Gladbrook Reinbeck and Triola are both three and you know, oh I believe and, and play this week and Triola's averaging 71 points a game and Gladbrook Reinbeck 61. So uh you know common sense says that there might be a few points scored in in that game and you know watch it watch it be like 6 to nothing or something like that. So <laughs> Our last uh, question, and this is a good one, KJ, that you came up with. What high school program would you like to see as a subject of a reality TV series? Kind of, as KJ mentioned, kind of hard knocks meets meeting up with the Kardashians. Uh, And I think, Jeff, you and I were kind of on the same wavelength a little bit here. Uh, You want to tell the folks what you came up with?
1: I, I went with, with Cedar Rapids Xavier just because they're so so vanilla and so basic and so close to the vest that uh, it'd be, uh, it'd kind of be fun to see what uh, what they look like in real life. Um, uh, that's just kind of the direction I went and uh, dying to see what that scout team is made of.
0: <laughs> that's where I went with too was, uh, and you're 100% right in all that, you know, uh, Coach Dwayne salty's done this for years and years and. Jim O'Connell, his defensive coordinator, has been with him throughout that time, and uh, you know they they play a hard game, so to speak. Uh, they they always want to be very physical, and uh, you know I think there'd be some good stories there to to watch. And and again, yeah, especially one on the scout team, right, Jeff? So uh, do they really give good looks to the starters every week, or is that just something that uh, that uh, is repeated? Uh, ad nauseum from the starters so and I thought city high might be one too just because you know I think uh Mitch Moore has uh, as a personality to him uh that would lend itself maybe a little bit to that and up-and-coming program and anytime you have like a world champion wrestler like a Ben Keeter uh you know I think that'd be kind of interesting too. KJ you uh you you went back to a program that you followed.
1: Tell Actually
0: yeah you know
2: I uh I had the, the luxury of kind of embedding myself with uh, Iowa City Regina um, a few years ago. I want to say 2013 season, 2014, right around there, right, when they're on the verge of uh, their win streak and uh, title run. Um, really, got, really got an inside look. Even though uh, Marv Cook's not there anymore, a lot of the other coaches still are. Uh, Ed Hinkle, Jason Dumont. Um, you know, those were individuals that, uh, you know, were, were kind of fun to, to hang around. I remember Ed Hinkle uh, running routes against receivers or against D-backs that thought, you know, hey, you're too old. Uh, and Ed took him to town still uh, being a little older, um, showed showed his moves from when he was a Hawkeye. So there was a lot of fun in that program. I still remember Marv Cook's announcement on the bus ride about on the way to uh, Wilton, I think. Um, but they were passing West Branch, and he talked about how the sky was a little bluer, the air a little crisper, and uh, the guys a little bit cooler and, and mm-hmm. stuff uh, that were from West Branch, obviously, because he's from West Branch. And just the fun that they had back and forth uh, was kind of cool. Uh, honorable mention um because i i know I've known him for many many years that I know he would be extremely entertaining just just being able to follow Maurice blue around for <laughs> uh the season and get some of his uh let's say colorful um anal- you know analysis um whether it be in practice or competition or just in general um Washington would be kind of cool too.
0: (laughs) Speaking of Washington, we have a couple of games uh, on Thursday night. We're taping this on Wednesday, Uh, a couple of Thursday night games, one down in Davenport, Iowa city West against Davenport North Uh, Trojans are two and one North is own three. So you would expect, uh, you know, West high to, to come out with a victory there. Uh, A team that certainly has improved from, from a year ago has uh, has a couple of really good players there and, Jack Wallace a quarterback and Christian Janis at receiver, and then uh, I think what'll be a really interesting one out of Kingston Stadium the, tomorrow night as well between Cedar Rapids Washington and Linmar. Uh, Washington's two and one, Linmar one and two. Uh, Linmar lost to Pleasant Valley in overtime last Friday night. Washington lost its annual, uh, you know, grudge match against Cedar Rapids Kennedy out of Kingston. So, uh, any thoughts on either one of those, Jeff? You saw Washington against Kennedy. Um, Kennedy's defense really coming along, huh?
1: Yeah, Washington's special teams have to be a lot better this week. They were uh, Kennedy's special teams kind of kicked them all over the field the other night. They uh, they blocked a punt, they blocked an extra point, uh, two field goals, uh, recovered an onside kick. So I uh, assume that's uh, that'll be a focal point for Washington. That's a big game. That's a that's a big game for both teams. Uh, both coming off a loss, uh, Lindmar coming off two in a row. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, like I said, in the capsule, it's kind of a dumb cliche, but, uh, Friday, Thursday's, the, the first game of the rest of the season. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, a biggie for both. You know,
2: it's kind of interesting, uh, looking at Washington and something that, uh, you don't see really at this point of the season, um both of their, uh, the records of their opponents, both winning records. And even though Linmar is one and two, uh, you know, their opponents are like 16 and 11 Washington at two and one they're 14 and 13. So, um, you know, at first I was thinking Linmar's had kind of a tougher schedule, but uh, Washington uh, has played some pretty good teams here to start as well. Um, You know, I think that uh, Linmar offense versus Washington's defense is going to be the key. Uh, match up there strength on on strength possibly.
0: Let's look a little bit um Friday night. Uh one that just caught my eye right off the top is Albert and buchanan Uh a couple of really good class A teams there. Um kind of looking outside the area a little bit. Uh Appleton, Parkersburg, and Denver. Uh Denver coming off its first loss of the season. We got the uh the big rivalry uh, at Cascade, Cascade and Dyersville Beckman. Is uh, another one that's really interesting, Jeff. I believe you're going to be out at Clear Creek uh, to watch Clear Creek, Mana, and Iowa City Liberty. Uh, certainly, which is is a, a very interesting game. Is there any others on on the schedule, uh, guys that, that you may have you know come across that, that really intrigue you? Uh, I
1: mentioned Mount uh, Vernon Center Pointer Mana. Um, Mount Vernon's played. Really, really well. Uh, and CPU's kind of quietly two-in-one. Um, we'll see if, uh, how good center point Banner really is, if, uh, if, if they're uh, pretty good, if they can compete with Mount Vernon, which I would say is probably maybe one of the bigger surprises of the season so far in the area.
0: KJ, you mentioned City High and Dowling, obviously. That, that's a huge one. That'll be out of Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. Um, Solon Assumption play. You know, can Solon avoid a three game losing streak? Who'd have thought we'd be talking about that? Uh anything that, that caught your eye, KJ, specifically that maybe you haven't haven't mentioned here?
2: Well, I, I think the big one, obviously, East Buck Albernet. Um, you mentioned Beckman Cascade, Xavier North Scott. Um
0: there's a big one. Um,
2: that's a that's a huge one. Um, you know, both teams have really been, you know, kind of rolling so far. Um you know the the Regina meepo game. Yeah, I mean, you know Regina's two and one. I think Meepo's three and zero, oh, and I I want to say Minneapolis has been uh, trouncing teams that they've they've faced so far. So, um, you know, I think that's a big one. And of course, you know, uh, not seeing a lot of people kind of decide to look the other way after Regina lost pretty handily to Williamsburg, but. I, I don't know if they've uh, really garnered the the attention and respect after winning the last two uh, games that they have, you know. Um, and, you know, Meepo's put up, uh, I think they've averaged over 40 or just about 40 points a game. So uh, I think this will be a really good test for Regina um, to see exactly where they're at, and then we'll see if uh, Meepo's for real.
0: That's a nice program. I mean, that that you don't really hear about a lot, KJ, Minneapolis. I mean, they, mm-hmm. seems like they're good every, you know, pretty much every season. I, if I remember right, they, they had a quarterback that ended up at Kansas state played for a while uh, here that's a right. few years back as well. Can't remember his name off the top of my head, but um, yeah, seemed to be good year in and year out. So uh, yeah, it'd be that that's a great, it should be an interesting game Regina and in, in, in Minneapolis tomorrow night. So. Jeff at JT Linder, uh Clear Creek Amanda and Liberty, right? Yep, night. That's where I'll be. At KJ Pilcher. KJ, what you
2: got? I got East Buck Albumette. I'll be out uh I'll be out there uh to see that uh that game that might be uh
1: first one to six, right? Linder, is that <laughs> how you mentioned yeah. it? First, and that might be the it sounds like the first one that, that might the one that might make you the first one out of our survivor pool.
2: Yeah. That's right. I'm uh okay, so I got picked now, right?
1: You wanna pick a winner or do you wanna pick a point point total?
2: <laughs> might be it might be easier to pick a point total, but um boy, I tell you what, I know you know I'm gonna go with the home team. Gosh, I, I really I really want to go with uh East Buck, but you know what? I'm gonna go with Albernet. I'm going to go with Albert Uh, so I may be, I may be the first one out of the, out of the pool, but I figured might as well go down with a toughie.
0: I like your guts, man. That's, that's going, that's, that's <laughs> gutsy right there. So Lindy, what do you got? Your I'm going to go with the game
1: you're going to be at. Uh, you're going to the game, not so much for the game, but for the halftime, uh, festivities, um, you're going to give off the, the banner and the, uh, uh the trophies and all that the plaques to uh Mr. Austin Hilmer at halftime um I got Northland over Clayton Ridge in my uh in my survivor pool
0: game and you uh you passed off the one to Macy Daufeld the other night or or last night uh, yep good crowd for that uh that that was that was a lot of fun they they didn't make you do any speeches I hope right because I'm sure not going to do any I, I, I had the script ready for him I've got the script ready for you and uh
1: All I had to do was uh, stand there. I'd say stand there and look good, but uh, I I just stood there.
0: Um, I'm going easy again this week, guys, or what I think is easy Williamsburg over Central Lee. So I'll go tough next week. I promise. I promise with one of the remaining classes. Nathan Ford. Nathan
1: Ford has prairie over a shockingly 0 3 Bedendorf team. I was thinking about that. Uh, Bettendorf gave up a lot of yards to a young man uh, from Muscatine last week. I think he had almost 400 yards rushing. Uh Bettendorf's 0-3, and, uh, you know, we were talking about North Scott a little bit. Is North Scott, and maybe even Assumption kind of replaced Bettendorf as, uh, you know, maybe the, the second, second and third best programs in the MAC behind Pleasant Valley, uh, not just football but across the board.
0: It's interesting to me, Jeff, that Pleasant Valley and Bettendorf are neighboring school districts, and it just seems like, uh, I don't know if it's a housing thing or what, but Pleasant Valley's taken over, wouldn't you agree, kind of that absolutely, uh, yeah. old Bettendorf position of being the preeminent, uh, you know, athletics program, maybe, uh, overall, uh, you know, down there in the Quad Cities, so it's just interesting to me that um you know again i didn't i'm not real versed on the geography down there but you know it might just be uh like a kennedy deal here in town right where uh there was room more room to grow housing more new housing things like that that have helped uh that have helped pleasant valley and uh you know here in town as we know kennedy's enrollments bigger than the other two schools and and things like that so Yeah, 0-3, you never think you'd see it better, but all right. Anything else? Any parting shots? No? Hey,
2: one thing with uh, Linder, uh, JJ, with you uh, awarding Hilmer with uh, AOI banner, with Linder going to West Liberty last night, the one thing that I think has always been – that's been a really cool addition – is being able to um, honor these athletes and schools with the banners that uh, we provide. Um, and I just want to take a second to thank the the schools, uh, the administrators, uh, the programs for uh, allowing us to display these banners in their gyms. Um, the schools that, that do that, I mean, it shows your unending support of those athletes, whether they're still in your program or honoring the contributions they made while they're there now that they've gone. Um, just wanna say thank you to those guys for allowing us to celebrate mm-hmm. those athletes that you know we wanted to honor with that award and continue to kind of have a lasting tribute to them. So thank mm-hmm. you guys. Uh, this year it's West Liberty and in, in Northland, but for all the past ones that have those hanging <laughs> up in their gyms or in their schools. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're not just supporting the ethics to an extent they're, they're supporting us. They're allowing us to put our brand in their gym and, yeah. uh, can't appreciate that enough
0: uh, you know, to see that
1: logo in their gyms. is uh, it's, uh, it means a lot to me.
0: It's, uh, the best thing we do, or one of the best things we do. <laughs> I really, have always thought that. So, um, like, like you guys said, thank you to, to everybody for, for, uh, helping support the athletes and, and us, uh, obviously to a lesser extent. So, all right. Uh, for another edition of the prep huddle, Jeff, Jeff, and KJ enjoy, uh, enjoy your Friday nights, everybody enjoy some football tomorrow night. If you feel so inclined, get out to, to Kingston, if you're around here or down Davenport. So as always, we'll let, uh, we'll let KJ take us out and thanks everybody. We'll see you next week.
2: Thanks for watching. Always keep your head on a swivel. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local
1: news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.